is your boy, Raz Cass, and I'm politicking with my homeboy, Poe, at Poe Politicking, at Self Help Plus Hip Hop. So, what's up, Poe? What up, Dago? What's up, Oceanside? California in the building. We preserving the hip hop culture and introducing the future stars, and obviously, that's Liddy. So, make sure you subscribe to the Homie Poe's podcast, pull up, and tap in. Peace. Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram Live right now. So wherever you listen to podcasts, hip-hop podcasts, check us out. One, two, one, two, I'm a place to be with Ill-Tone. How you doing? Not too bad. How you doing, Poe? I'm good, man. Why do they call you Ill-Tone? Because my tone is ill. Um, actually, notoriously, I used to have a terrible rapping voice when I started, and so I had to drop my pitch a little bit. Uh, my last name is Hamilton, and uh, I had a buddy that I used to rhyme with who uh, used to just, he just started saying, Hamilton, and it was kind of just a play on the fact that my voice was awful, and uh, it just uh, developed over the years, and uh, I stuck I stuck with Ilpone. So how was your voice when you started? I was just forced, I don't know, I think of, uh, of hip-hop talent and any talent uh, for that matter in two, uh, there's natural talent and there's learned talent. I had to really practice my craft to get good at it. Uh, I didn't just get on the mic and, you know, kill it uh, right away. Uh, it took me years to hone my craft and uh, get a lot better at it. And I also uh, produce beats and uh, do my own audio engineering. And once I, uh, once I started doing that, I found that uh, being able to practice in my own home studio really helped me out a lot. So how did you, you kind of was mentioning it, but just say that again, how was you improving your craft? How was you getting better? I just had to practice. Just, just like an athlete who, you know, will stand like a basketball player standing on the court and taking shots for hours on end. I just got in the studio, recorded as much as I could. And um, and yeah, it's uh, developed from there because right away I wasn't that good on the mic. Uh, I just had a profound love for hip hop and uh, sticking with it for years on end because I've been rhyming since I was like 12 years old. Um, sticking with it from that age uh, to the age that I'm at now. It uh, really gave me time to to home 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 my skills on the mic, and uh, just lots of live performances as well. I've uh, toured all over uh, Canada and uh, over in Europe as well, and you know, thousand plus performances, and uh, have gotten pretty good uh, just from being you know in front of a crowd as well. Where are you from? I'm uh, I'm originally from a little town called the Comox Valley on Vancouver Island, uh, just off the coast of uh, Vancouver. Uh, so I'm over on uh, Vancouver Island uh, currently. And I'm old right now, but I spent most of my time uh, throughout my career in Vancouver and uh, Burnaby, which is like, uh, uh, you know, a, a neighboring city to Vancouver. So how did you get involved with hip hop at such an early age? Just loved it. Um, I heard uh, I was listening to uh, Nas and AZ uh, back in the day. That was uh, two of the first first artists that I really fell in love with. Um, I also gained a lot of inspiration from Eminem. Uh, love the guy, love his music, uh, his earlier works from, you know, Infinite, Slim Shady LP, uh, things like that really got me into it. Uh, from there, I dug a little bit deeper. Um, I started listening to uh, some other artists up here like Classified. I'm a big fan of Slaughterhouse as well. Uh, another one, Joe Budden really does it to me. Um, it's love his lyrics, uh, love his passion for it. And uh, when I hear uh, other people who you know, they um, they rhyme from a place of uh, deep love for the for the art art form itself. Uh, that's what that's what keeps me going and what got me into it at first too. What you like about AZ? That's like one of my favorites. 
AZ is flow. Everything is choice of beats. Everything about it. Do or Die is one of the sickest and most underrated albums ever ever released, in my opinion. I like his fashion. You like his fashion too? Yeah. yeah I need to dress like if you dress like AZ. You pretty fly. <laughs> he always yeah, yeah. be rocking something cool. Every oh, time yeah. I see him, I never seen him like rocking nothing. He's always fly. He's got the big diamond studs in his ears too, eh? Yep. So why so why rap? What made you want to say, hey, I'm gonna do this as a career? I don't know. It just spoke to me. It was something different. I I grew up with classic rock as well, and I still listen to that. I listen to some electronic music, but I think that the um, you know, like in a in the in the uh the average rap song, uh there's a lot more topical and lyrical value than there is in uh than in a rock song where there's like, you know four lines of lyrics in a verse and then it goes into a chorus that has another four lines you got 16 bars of lyrics in the average verse in hip-hop uh, there's a lot you can say with that and just hearing you know uh dude speak out on some things that you know i might not have been too familiar with growing up in a rural town uh, up here in canada it was interesting to me because it uh it was an educational experience to hear about you know another place in the world and another perspective uh, view on society and uh, it was just interesting just being that I didn't grow up with it originally because uh, like I said I didn't get into it uh, until I was like 11 or 12 years old uh, so prior to that I'd been listening to classic rock and stuff like that uh, it was a you know a game changer for me to hear something that I, I wasn't too familiar with yeah I guess that's kind of the difference like like a lot of people like me I was just born in the culture like you just wake up and shit your daddy playing rap your mom playing rap cousin sisters playing rap but what, so what is hip hop to you? It's, uh, it's inspiration. Um, it's just, that's, that's what it is. It's inspiration. I've lived the life for a long time now. Um, just like, you know, immersing myself into, uh, into rhyming, uh, making beats, engineering, uh, listening to the music. I have a profound love for it. So it's all love. Okay. What do you love about it? Everything. The, the beats, the bars, uh, everything about it, the breaking, uh, graph, everything about it, all the elements. I mean, give me your top five. Top five. Uh, AZ and Nas are definitely in there for sure. Um, I'd have to throw Joe Budden in there. Uh, Slug from Atmosphere, uh, for sure. I'm a big Atmosphere fan. And uh, I don't even know, prob probably M, to be honest, just as far as like raw talent goes, uh, he's one of the best. And uh, probably an honorable mention to uh, Tech Nine as well, uh, who I actually had the privilege of opening for uh, a number of years ago as well. Yeah, so you did a, uh, you've been on tour with a lot of, a lot of names, a lot of legends. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I went on a tour uh, out in Europe. Uh, we did uh, like seven, six or seven countries out there with the Beat Nuts, which, you know, uh, totally legendary. I grew up with Watch Out Now and No Escape in This and Succubo and uh, tracks like that as well. Uh, honorable mention to Redman as well as one of my favorite MCs because I love that guy. Mudby Waters is absolutely disgustingly sick. Um, but um, yeah, the Beat Nuts, uh, great dudes. Uh, went out there, you know, I don't party anymore. I'm uh, in recovery, meaning that I, I don't drink or do drugs or nothing like that um, after, you know, many years of struggling with that sort of stuff. But when I was in that, we partied a lot together, um, you know, had drinks. Um, we hit the shows together. I traveled with them uh, to some of the gigs and uh, they're just great dudes. Uh, they're exactly as you would expect from, you know, uh, legendary hip hop, hip hop, uh, you know, stars uh, to that level. They were just great guys to travel with. Uh, they rock a great set, and it was it was a historic experience for me. 
uh, just having grown up listening to that and then, you know, going into my late 20s and uh, being able to uh, get that privilege to tour with those guys as an opener. Hmm. I mean, what, how would you describe your sound? My sound is everywhere. Uh, you can't pinpoint it to a region uh, because I have listened to, you know, everything from classic rock to Slaughterhouse to Eminem uh, to Classified and dudes like who are up here in Canada and, you know, hip hop all the way over in Australia and stuff like that. I listen to a little bit of everything, so uh, you can't pinpoint it. Uh, the one thing that stands out is lyricism for me. I always, always want to make sure the lyrics mean something. Uh, that they're either on a topic or that they're, you know, profound in some way. Um, I don't just, you know, go into a track and just write bars for the sake of writing bars. I usually have a point behind the song before I get started. A guitar riff, or I might throw in some, like, electronic sawtooth bass or whatever. Uh, so for me, I'm just, it's just whatever I'm feeling at the day on, on the day of. So uh, I can't really describe my sound. It's just from anywhere and includes all elements of music. And what do you talk about in your music? Uh, a lot of it is centered around recovery. So like I said, I'm an addict in uh, recovery or a recovering addict, I would say, with uh, just over a year sober. Um, so a lot of it uh, comes from a place of personal experience. Um, I've struggled with substance abuse since an early age. Um, I attend Narcotics Anonymous and, um, and uh, Alcoholics Anonymous as a result of uh, my substance abuse issues and as a way to, uh, you know, power forward through, uh, through these issues in my life. And um, I do wrap a lot of recovery and the struggles that I faced with uh, bipolar depression, um, alcoholism, substance abuse, um, but usually try to uh, come at it with a hope from a hopeful angle. Uh, so to, you know, um, uh, talk about the triumph over said struggles rather than just, you know, making every track to be uh, sounding, sounding depressing about like, you know, uh, the depression aspect of it. I'm talking about like the fact that we can recover from, from these uh from these plates in our life. And what drugs were you taking? Um, I was a crystal meth addict for a long time and also uh, crack cocaine and um, alcohol was always a constant problem as well. Um, so for, for me, I can't drink alcohol because it throws me into a pattern of needing the other things, being that, you know, all my, all my judgment, my better judgment goes out the window. Um, so I go completely sober right now. Um, that's just how I am. Then what made you want to um, go to rehab and stuff? Like, I guess you hit, rock, what was your rock bottom then? You're like, yeah, I got to change. I actually um, did some time in uh, Wilkinson, Wilkinson Road Prison down in Victoria, uh, which is here on Vancouver Island. It's a remand center. And right now I'm uh, currently out on bail, uh, just awaiting trial. And so when I was uh, sitting in uh, the slammer there, um, there's no, no feeling more hopeless than uh, being locked away in a cage and, uh, you know, thinking about my freedom coming to an end or having come to an end. And um, my family was actually helping me out with a lawyer. And um, I just decided that I couldn't put them through something like that again, uh, where, you know, I probably didn't deserve the help they were giving me. Uh, they, you know, put themselves on the line to help me help me pay for that. And then um, I wasn't going to put them through another relapse. So when I got out, I got released on bail to a treatment center here in Nanaimo, where I'm currently at and uh, decided to actually put in the work and clean up uh, in a very real way rather than just telling them I was going to do it to get my bail money and then going out to, to the life that I was living prior to getting locked up. So what are you doing? Like you saying you um, cleaning yourself up in a real way. What are you doing exactly? For sure. So I'm in uh, involved in Narcotics Anonymous very heavily here in Nanaimo. We have a good recovery community here. Um, I, I take service positions. I do, um, you know, uh, charity work uh, in that circle in the Narcotics Anonymous Fellowship. 
Um, I also do step work. So I work, work the 12 steps. Um, you've probably heard the term sponsor thrown around. I have a sponsor uh, in that program and also have taken on a sponsee. Uh, so I'm very involved in that community. I do, you know, three to five meetings a week. I chair them. Um, I help other people out, maybe people who are newer in recovery and struggling. And I do aftercare through the rehab facility that I went to here. So uh, regular counseling and stuff like that. But also music is therapy too. Uh, just writing about it, like I like I explained before, um, the lyrical value of my music is largely centered around uh, struggles uh, in those areas of my life. So uh, by putting it on paper and being open and honest about what I've struggled with, uh, you know, it um, it gives me me the sense that I'm not alone in it because I hear back from fans and supporters uh, that I've helped them through their struggles. And I've also been on the other side of that where I listen to, you know, something like um, Eminem's music where he talks about the same stuff and uh, can gain inspiration that you can recover from 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 these issues. Right. Yeah, I'll say so. How you feel about it seeing like in hip hop, they almost glorify drug use. Sometimes it's not no, kind of in the wrong shit. It's kind of hard to be drug free in this industry. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that, man. Like it, it is. Yeah. I uh, cleaned up. I cleaned up before, and I went uh, two and a half years without touching uh, any any drugs or alcohol. And uh, when I'm in bars and nightclubs, you know, a couple nights a week, or if I go on tour and it's seven to fourteen nights in a row, or uh, sometimes you know twenty shows in twenty two days, where I'm at a bar or a nightclub every night. It's difficult, man. I'm not going to say it's not, but um, as long as I surround myself with positive people and, um, you know, keep up with my recovery work uh, via uh, 12-step fellowship meetings of Narcotics Anonymous and uh, uh, regular, you know, uh, counseling sessions and things like that, uh, it is possible to recover and a lot of people have done it. But um, I'm not the type to tell other people what to do. Whatever floats your boat, man, if that's how you get down, then that's how you get down. And I'm not there to kill anybody's vibe. Uh, I'm just there to do me. And um, I can abstain from those things without, you know, uh, killing the joy for everybody else. I'm not there to be the killjoy. So what's next for you? What's next for me? I'm working on a, a new EP as well. Um, so I've got um, three tracks written for it. Um, I've got a bunch of the beats. I'm actually not going to produce this one. I'm only making one of the one of the beats on uh, on this record. Um, so that's what's next. Just working on that. Um, unfortunately, when I was in my active use, my active addiction, I sold all my gear. So I got to build a little home studio right now. And then uh, I'm working on a, a little record called uh, Washed Up. All right. And then I always ask the guests, I've been asking the guests right now, like, what's a good way to invest $1,000? Good way to invest $1,000 would be to get your your music professionally mixed and mastered, definitely. Um, so the sound is going to be important for it. Um, before you do the promo photos and stuff like that, uh, you're going to want to have, you know, a record or a single at least that sounds professional, that can go on radio, uh, that can be pitched to blogs, that can be pitched to uh, podcasts. And, uh, and, you know, outlets like that, because if it, if it sounds whack, uh, nobody's going to check it out. Man, well, so how long do you say you've been doing music professionally? Um, I've been doing it professionally since I was in my mid twenties, but been doing it as a hobby since I was, you know, a little kid. So, um, we're looking at, um, you know, less than 10 years under a decade professionally. So what advice would you give to a new artist? Um, just be yourself. That would be it. Just be yourself. What does that mean? Well, I mean, um, there's a lot of people out there trying to play play a role or, um, you know, talk about things in their songs that they may not have actually lived through. 
um, just write write about what what makes sense to you. Um, you know, when you get on the mic or you or you're writing in your journal, um, if it doesn't sound like something that you've experienced, um, it's not going to be believable, and people aren't going to aren't going to you know gravitate towards it. Um, so just be as be as real as possible. Uh, talk about what you've lived through or the way that you perceive the world. And um, you know, if it's honest and it's truthful and it's actually you, people will like it for what it is. And that's just that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I know you said you started at a late age. I was saying you say you studied you studied it, but who actually? So how did you learn it? Who do you think taught you the game? I guess like how did you learn how to rap and everything? Who do you think? Who did you learn the most from? For me, it was all trial and error. I was actually in a group with a, a dude named Beyond uh, back in the day, and he was uh, he was what I called. Freezing up again. You there? Froze up a little bit. Forced me to step my game up just knowing that I was going to get beasted on the songs that I was on if I didn't step it up. Uh, so that was a huge, huge factor there. Uh, but also just listening to tons of tons of different uh, music. Um, so like I said, I listened to a wide array of uh, not only hip hop, but uh, other music forms as well. Uh, so listening to that and picking up like a, a little trick here and a little trick there uh, regarding flow or uh, presentation or whatever helped me out a lot for sure. And just life experience as well. You be listening to bluegrass and shit? A uh, little bit for sure. Not not a whole lot. Um, maybe when I'm uh, looking through for samples, I might, but uh, definitely not one of my main main genres that I listen to. So what's your genres? Uh, genres, rock. Uh, I definitely like classic rock, uh, hip hop. I'll listen to some electronic. Um, I can listen to like Celtic music and stuff like that because I've, I've you know, I'm a producer. Um, so I could listen through for all sorts of samples like violin samples or uh, stuff like that. But anything that sounds good. Um, is my genres. It's not just uh, restricted to what to one. I can listen to blues and you know vibe with it. If it sounds good, it sounds good. But it's not what I my my first go to. You listen to country? I don't listen to country. That is one that I was trying to avoid saying because I don't like to speak in with anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not listen to country. All right. What would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Well, definitely stick with it. Um, the music ain't nothing without you to listen to it. So um, definitely stick with it. I got new music coming out. Uh, thank you for all the support. And uh, follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Old Tones Music, uh, Facebook.com slash Old Tones Music, YouTube.com slash Old Tones Music, and look for me on Spotify as well. All right, man. I want to say anybody just not hearing about you through this interview, let them know why they should go check you out. Talented lyricism, hard-hitting beats, self-produced on a very minimal budget. Um, you know, I'm in it for the right reasons. I love music. I'm passionate about it. And I think that you can hear that shining through in my lyricism and uh, on my productions as well. All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through. Yeah, thanks, Poe. PoePolitikin.com What's up, everybody? This is Poe from PoePolitikin.com. I'm, I'm into wholesale real estate. I did an online course and I thought it was pretty cool, so I want to share it with y'all. The name of the course is called the Varsity Class, and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor. 
This course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties in real estate that can potentially earn you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 or more. So you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate. This is a good course to get you uh, get your foot in the door. So you can change your life today. And the link is bit.ly backslash pole homes. So bit.ly backslash pole homes with an S. So thank you. Check it out. I'll holla. What's up? It's Elton on Pope Politic and pitchforks and torches. We can't ignore this. The mob's enormous. You ever feel like they're just not honest? Or the so-called facts that they put upon us? Piranhas with a murderous plot. Never believed the damn word I was taught. Questions. I was serving them up. Saw right through it. They were herding the flock. Were they but an extension of you and me? We live within it from the womb to the eulogy. Can we even blame the school they teach and brand everyone who falls for a foolish sheep? We all fall into it, even the motherfuckers who run the businesses. From the priest who decrees where sinners went, the men recruited to kill the innocent. The teachers repeating sentences straight from textbooks, they just the messengers. The judge who decides what the sentence is. Just the puppet, take a look at all the evidence. They believe that they're doing the right thing. Even the people who are ruling the right wing. We gotta ruin that pipe dream, man. Man, I'll stand up and fight king. Standing at the gates, shake the front door like a massive quake. Interrogate the leader to the bastard breaks. Everything I learned in my class was fake. Lie to us, that's a bad mistake. Shake the whole school till the plaster breaks. They're scared of all the people cause I rather waits. Standing at the gates. Standing at the gates, shake the front door like a massive quake. Interrogate the leader to the bastard breaks. Everything I learned in my class was fake. Lie to us, that's a bad mistake. Shake the whole school till the plaster breaks. Instead of all the people, cause our wrath awaits. Standing at the gates, invade Iraq. I don't agree with it. Go to mass, I don't believe in it. Praise cash, I don't agree with it. Income tax, I don't believe in it. So mischievous. Oh, so devious, all I wanna know is the truth, how it really is And I don't see it when I look where the TV is It seems so easy to me to see through it Are we stupid? How do people believe? We need to move to remove the evil that bleeds From the media stream to surrealist screens Feeding all the people from a field of dreams With seeds that were sown to a field of teens It's outlined in the perfect pop hit Indoctrinate them, reverse all logic them dumb, teach them to worship profit Make gods out of worthless products It's absurd that we work for objects Honestly, it's the worst of concepts But they believe that they're doing the right thing Even the people who are ruling the right wing We gotta ruin that pipe dream, man And I'll stand up and fight kings Standing at the gates Shake the front door like a massive quake Interrogate the leader till the bastard breaks Everything I learned in my class was fake Lie to us, that's a bad mistake Shake the whole school till the plaster breaks They're scared of all the people cause our wrath awaits Standing at the gates Standing at the gates, shake the front door like a massive quake. Interrogate the leader to the bastard breaks. Everything I learned in my class was fake. Lie to us, that's a bad mistake. Shake the whole school till the plaster breaks. Instead of all the people, cause our wrath awaits. Standing at the gates. Everything I'm looking at is crooked and scummy. You can see it too. Take a look at it, buddy. But every time I say it, people look at me funny. It's a complicated cycle like a pussy that's bloody. With the government, I'm nothing but some taxable money. And they still front like they actually love me. A little cash when they're snatching it from me At least use it to shower the hungry with food and clothes But they ain't, they got their own lane 
lame ass useless goals I really would lose EO if I could Already lost it though It's been a long while since I lost control And I'm due for it, I thought y'all should know It's so hard to feel sane when you meet no one like you A whole nother set of problems to fight through I ain't one of the masses I'm asking the tax man what happens to taxes Wrap it with passion and rattle the passive Enact an example to battle the fascists They believe that they're doing the right thing Even the people who are ruling the right wing we gotta ruin that pipe dream, man. Up and up, stand up and fight, king! Thanks for listening to Pole Politicking. Like I said, this is self-help meets hip-hop. Try to interview the artists or whoever I'm interviewing. Just try to get a little bit more than just the music or just the entertainment. Try to get some, some stuff that you can use in your life that they're saying. And this is, uh, like they say, I got it out the mud. So 2008, we started it and been doing it this whole time. So I appreciate all the listeners we have, all my loyal listeners that stay, stay down and listen to every episode. So if you want to be a guest, make sure you got some fire. I want some heat. But you can contact me at polepoliticking at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to be a guest, hit me up. And also make sure you check out the store. We sell merch, rappertshirts.com. Rappertshirts.com. So I got the polepoliticking merch on there. Got rapper t-shirts, got men's fashion, women's fashion. Got cool stuff on there. Anybody, you know, you want to make donations, you just like what you hear, you like, it's cool. I want to support this. Keep going because, you know, Takes money to build this and keep growing it. It's a uh, cash app dollar sign pole politic and that's P O P O L I T I C K I N. I appreciate that or PayPal, Demo. It's always pole politic and we're also looking for sponsors. So if you have a book, you have an album you're about to come out with, your record label, your uh, magazine, anybody that has something they're trying to promote. Let me know. You can email me at polepoliticking at gmail. And we can work something out, work out a deal. But yeah, I'm looking for sponsors, so hit me up. And I appreciate all the support. And I'll see you next episode. Ahala. Polepoliticking.com.